Um, and I just yeah, felt like I just want to say that the new Emma yeah. was very horny. It's cute. It's I honestly like it wanders a little bit. It's better than I would say I like it better than the movie with Gwyneth Paltrow and I Jeremy Northam. Uh, but yeah, all of that like re reminiscing prompted me to open a notepad file and just like really quickly assess uh, who who was best Austin boy. Just rank them all. It was pretty easy. So who we got? It goes Henry Tilney. Of course. Then Mr. Knightley. Yep. I don't remember because I included everyone who got a girl. And so I think then it goes, after, I think after Henry Tilney and Knightley, I think I did Colonel Brandon. I was going to say, Brandon's got to be in the top three. Um, Love Colonel, Colonel Brandon. Then I think I did Captain Wentworth because they're pretty <laughs> close, but I like Colonel Brandon more. Mm-hmm. Uh, then it was, uh, so the two, then it was Edward Ferrars, nice but boring. Yeah. There's a category in the middle of like nice but boring dudes. Where's Darcy going to love this? Uh, second to last. Because <laughs> he's an asshole. Yeah. And that that's what you want when you're a kid. Right. Growing up. And then you realize, that, like, you know, you can actually have, like, a guy who does. Welcome to Why Do We Watch This, the podcast where three friends watch a bad movie, make a theme cocktail to go along with it, talk about what they liked, what they did not like, and how they would fix that movie. Who am I? Silly person. I'm Brendan Drischler. One of you should say who you are. I'm Chris Ravel. And I'm Lee Delahanty. Thank you all for joining me. <laughs> we're joining with you. Yep. I'm glad you all did the thing you were supposed to do. <laughs> this is Why Do We Watch This, as I said, but this is a mini episode, not a full episode, so we're not going to be talking about a movie. Mm-hmm. We're not going to be fixing a movie. Mm-hmm. We're just going to be talking about some movie things that we wanted to bring up. We'll go into that in a minute. <laughs> also, as par for the course Spoiler. for mini episode, we're going to talk about the movie that we will be doing Next episode, and that movie is V.I. Warshawski from 1991, directed by Jeff Canu. Canu? <laughs> sure. Canu? Canu? Canu, yeah. Starring Kathleen Turner, J.O. Sanders, and Charles Durning. Uh, I, Lee, you know what this movie is. I am excited. It, so it's based on uh, uh, books. Yep. Some books. Yep. And it is essentially uh, a very old-fashioned version of a, like, tough tough woman character mm-hmm. doing some badass investigating. Investigating. And I think this one, this story revolves around her having to, like, take care of a small, uh, not a small, small child, but, like, a young girl mm-hmm. who's, like, under threat. And, and then that uh, that's further because she's like, but I'm not a woman who's good with kids. <laughs> I drink whiskey. Smash stuff. And so that adds a lot of, you know. Tension. Con- yeah, tension and drama. Well, that, that makes sense. I love Kath- some laughs. I love Kathleen Turner. I love this movie's entire concept. I'm very excited. Kathleen Turner is just sultry AF. Well, to go along with this concept, the drink we'll be making for V.I. Warshawski is called a second wave feminist. It's going to be 75 or 0. .75. <laughs> .75 ounces of whiskey, .75 ounces of green chartreuse, .75 ounces of maraschino, and .75 ounces of lemon juice. You're going to mix all the ingredients in a shaker with ice, pour into a very masculine glass, and garnish <laughs> it with a lemon and that'll be it i'm also excited for that it sounds delicious. yeah hopefully it'll be smoky and very aggressive and not too femmy am i right right yeah, yeah. i don't want anyone thinking we're gay yeah gals don't use your femininity yeah ew if you want to be taken seriously be sure to be a man. i mean that's the advice i took to heart <laughs> all right so like i said two weeks from now vi warshawski but for this mini episode uh we're talking about something that we had shot the shit about online a very very brief amount before we decided to do it as a mini episode uh, the basic concept that we wanted to talk about here was what if you took a movie and flipped the gender of one or two of the main characters or more, or more. yeah that's true whoever many want yeah 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 no make it a double hander see what i care 
And how would this affect the movie in some way, hopefully for the better? How would this make it a better movie? And this came to me because I was talking to you guys in retrospect about Maid of Honor, because I was trying to think of a way, like Lee had said to me, that uh, Patrick Dempsey's character is almost coded as a gay man, for yes. his, aside from the fact that he's having sex with every dumbass yeah. woman who wanders into his way. But I was trying to think of a way that I could do this movie where he was a gay character and how that would somehow work. And I kept thinking, no matter how I... Like, no matter how I worked it over in my head, it always felt like you would need to take a lot of time to stop and explain because someone would be like, you seem to be really aggressively into, like, stopping this woman's win. Like, are you sure you're not really into her? And I have to be like, no, 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 rest assured, I'm a homosexual. This is purely out of friendship. And I, like, just didn't want to deal with that. So that's why I never yeah. went that way. But then as I was thinking about it, I was like, well, the obvious thing to do would be to make it not a rom-com at all and just turn his character into a woman and have it be the story of two women friends, one woman who is very concerned about the fact that her friend is rushing into a relationship with a guy she doesn't really know. And then it's just sort of a story about that. You don't have the rom-com elements, but you keep the basic plot of the movie. Movie because I think that's probably a little more interesting to me than the rom-com stuff. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So anyhow, so then we just sort of got to thinking, what were some other movies that could be improved by switching the gender of one or more of the characters? Yeah. Uh, this was also something that was fresh in my head because there is a revival of the George First Stephen Sondheim Musical Company on Broadway right now. Company is traditionally about a 35-year-old single man and his married friends and uh, him sort of dealing with the fact that he is you know, not really in a committed relationship. He has various girlfriends and like, why doesn't he want that? And this version, the character of Bobby, who is the man, is Bobby with an IE. It's a woman. And mm. it's more about, you know, there, there are certain, I don't want to say it necessarily corrects faults with the original version, but I think it creates an interesting sort of what if version because there is, I think, a different sort of societal pressure on a woman who's 35 years old yeah. to be like, well, why aren't you married yet? As opposed For to a sure. man just sort of like, you know, you might feel some sort of pressure because all your friends are, but if you're a woman, there's the societal pressure aspect of being like, well, like, but you're still single. That's a strange thing. Like, why, why didn't you settle down? Who's, it, who's your boyfriends? Am I wrong or did they, didn't they also introduce a, uh, a explicitly gay character? Well, one of the couples is, one of the couples is a gay couple. Uh, the other characters have, I, I think for the most part, the other characters have been gender swapped, not all of them, but like a few of them, it's just like, you know, the cup, the like, when you have a couple, like the one who was a little more like meek and square mm -hmm. is the man now instead of the woman. Okay. And so like the one who is, you know, talks about earning all their money at the office is a woman now this time. So oh. it's just like a couple of little things like that. Does, um, the, um, does the musical, I mean, most do, I think, mm -hmm. modern musicals that aren't specifically set in period. But did they update it to be like, it's set today? It is set today, yeah. Right. The original one is set very much in the 70s. Like, you can try and make it ambiguous, but there are a lot of references yeah. to the 70s that you just... Unless you, Can't choose avoid, to, yeah, really. unless you choose to omit them entirely. But yeah, but, this one is set in today. Is there still... I mean, this is like... I don't want to sound naive about the world, but like, mm -hmm. is there still more significantly more societal pressure on women to be single? Yes. Than, to not be single than men? I would think so. I guess, personally, in my sphere, I have not felt it. I think there's less than there was yeah, before. Yeah, I, I don't think it's it's nearly the same as it would have been like if it was in the 60s or yeah. 70s. I mean, my circle is full of like, like queer people and, yeah. and exactly. like people that don't ask about my relationship status. Right. Yeah. So it's possible that it's, I'm just in a different world from most women. Yeah, I think I think it's more, it's not really, you know, necessarily the fact that your friends are pressuring you. It's the fact that like society by and uh, large is like, well, that's strange. Right. Like, I mean, I still think that like... Um, I definitely still think that there's pressure in general on just single people, period. Mm -hmm. yeah. I don't know that I felt personally that it's more directed at women versus men. Mm. I just feel like a lot of like our world is structured around couples. No, I mean, it might not be. We might have finally gotten to the point where everyone just feels awkward and horrible all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Thank God. It's about, about damn time. 
Uh, but just sort of going off that, it reminded me of um, there was a production of The Odd Couple that Neil, not a production, but there's a version that Neil Simon wrote called The Female Odd Couple. I looked it up, that's what it's called. It's where a bummer it, that he didn't get I mean, it's such a dumb name. Like, but uh, it's, it's basically just sort of a gender swap version of the original one. So that's similar to Company. It's not just as simple as, like, well, I'm going to cast a woman as this character. Right. It is rewritten to take that into account, which is not necessarily a bad thing. Yep. I think, it, you know, there are probably some things that would not make a clean one-to-one swap right. if you were trying to do that. So, like, good on you, I guess, for trying to. And then, contrary-wise, there have been productions of, like, there was a funny thing out in the way of the form in the 90s where Whoopi Goldberg played Pseudalist after Nathan Lane left the show. Uh, I saw a production of Into the Woods and the Berkshires where a man played the witch. And there's a production of 1776 directed by Diane Paulus that's uh, going to be happening here in Boston in a couple of months, I believe, where my understanding is the premise is that it's uh, gender-blind casting, I I think that's a gender and race blind. I'm not really sure. I think that's what I heard online anyway. Am I wrong or did Diane Pellis also do the um, somewhat gender flipped uh, King Lear? Because I think she had a female Lear in that one. I don't know if that was her. There was a, there was a gender flip King Lear that was supposed to be not that good. Um, I don't know if that was Diane Paulus. I don't remember because I heard it wasn't that good, so I didn't okay. follow it too closely. <laughs> um, but yeah, so theater it's something that I think is a little more pliable, perhaps, in theater because theater already has that element of like surreality to it, where you know it's not real because it's a person on a stage standing right. in front of me. So you're allowed to play with that a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But uh, it's it's a little bit different in a movie. So where, where are well, you guys? We also have all we've all seen the. This gender swapped Tempest. Yeah, that's yes. true. That is true. That did come up. I was trying and to that... think of other potential Shakespeare stories I would like to gender swap. Yeah. I did not hit on any that I thought were particularly like, whoa, like particularly insightful to do it with. Yeah. But that was something that I, I mean, considered. It might be worth free spitballing how you gender swapped Twelfth Night. So that it's a man pretending to be a woman. Pretending to be a man. Pretending to be a man. Yeah. <laughs> you said it in a drag club? Yeah. I mean, oh my god! Yeah, or she knows is. like a drag queen. Yeah, and I like, mean, yes. and she has to go and like try to like. And she's such yeah. a good drag queen, yeah. right? Yeah, and it is just Victor Victoria. We have yeah. just. I mean, this it is, into yeah, that. I was gonna say we just. <laughs> congratulations, to everyone who wrote Victor Victoria. God damn it! Yeah. Except like obviously like her love interest is not a drag queen. Right, 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 right. It's like another. It's like a manly man. Right. right. But like it would be, it would play out very similarly to. to yeah, and I love Victor Victoria. It's yeah. Good shit. What a it could movie. just. It could be like, I'm, I don't know, like. Historically, there are not a lot of female-dominated spaces, but it's like, true. yeah, that would have to be the impetus for it, right? Or, or like, because I, you know, also like, I feel like in the original, it was like, well, I have to, I can't be in, uh, like the what is the fuck, Olivia's court because she's too sad to hire people or something, <laughs> and so like, I have to join this this duke's court, and obviously the duke's court is gonna have dudes in it, so I gotta be a dude, mm-hmm. and it, that was because like, you know, dude can't have woman work for right. him. That's weird. Um, but nowadays it could just, be, I mean, no, you, it can't because like you have things like, like gender discrimination laws, yeah, like you right. could just say like, well, she's not going to hire a man. She's only going to hire a woman. I mean, well, there you go with it being a drag club, right? Like clearly you're only looking for, I guess, but I'm trying to, I'm trying to find a way where it's not a drag club. I know. Just think, just like as a, as an, a thought exercise. I know. That's your homework assignment for next episode. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> show us, show us for 12th Night gender swaps. Uh, yeah. I will, because I fucking love 12th Night. I think the other kind of like Shakespeare gender flip that you could kind of do something with, and I don't know that it's necessarily going to give you a woe moment, but it would at least maybe kind of change things up a little. You could gender flip like halves of different couples throughout different Shakespeare plays to try to make them more either same sex or gender I mean, neutral. I, I, I mean, like, I, I think that, sorry, sorry. No, no I was just gonna say like, that was something I thought about where it's just like, oh, if you're doing Romeo and Juliet, what if it's two guys? And it's like, 
that's fine, right? Like, I'm not going to object to it clearly if it happens, and, like, more representation is always a good thing. But it was the sort of thing when I was thinking in my head, like, well, like, it's not really that revolutionary. And you also can't It's just really sort of re- like, you did it. You can't really rewrite it. Right. And so either. it's just, like, it's it's fine. Like, it, it would be interesting to see, certainly. And, again, as a gay man, like, you like to see yourself on stage. I literally like to see myself on stage. <laughs> I like to rewatch my high school musicals. But, um, but no, I mean, like, it, it is a good thing to see, but I don't necessarily think it would be something that I'd be like, oh, my God, how groundbreaking. Have you ever original. heard the anecdote? about um, uh, Peter O'Toole and how he got so drunk before. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He was, like, sitting in the audience and he was like, oh, this is a good bit. Yeah, this is where I come out. (laughs) He's like, ah, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, you want to see himself on stage. so funny. Um, (laughs) It's uh, the other theater thing I thought of when I was in Amsterdam some years ago, the ads for a gay Swan Lake were fucking everywhere. Mm. And they... Was it Matthew Bourne? I don't remember. The, the two big changes I remember them making is uh, it's now obviously a prince and then this one is a man, but mm-hmm. then instead of the king, they change it into a queen. And it was a, it was really interesting from what I could tell. I never actually got to see it, but it sounded cool. Matthew Bourne's done a lot of explicitly homoerotic takes on ballets, so it would not surprise me if, if that, that were was him. one of his productions. Yeah, you I did... know he. I'm pretty sure he did do a Swan Lake. So I was going to say when it comes to Shakespeare stuff uh, and doing doing the gender. I feel like, again, this is maybe not, like, 100% revolutionary, but, like, because the, the servant characters are often, like, people on the margins mm-hmm. of society, mm-hmm. they're like, that's a great time to put in, like, you know, any people of all, like, colors and gender identities, mm-hmm. like, galore. Like, there's no reason for it. It's not like their performance relies on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's not really revolutionary. It is just, like, you know, an interesting nice way to... to have, yeah. Yeah, it's an interesting reflection of, like, who who is the sort of person on the margins of society that is able to, like, sort of be a little bit transgressive mm-hmm. and say whatever... And it is a little bit different with Shakespeare, too, because it's not as if... I guess you could if you really wanted to, but I think it's more difficult to rewrite that to recognize any, like, gender or sexual changes you make to it. Well, like, again, when I was was doing this, I was also trying to think of, like, specifically doing stuff with non-binary stuff, like, because gender swap does does tend to... Like, the first thing that comes to your mind is, like, turn man, woman, make woman, man. Mm -hmm. Um, And, like, that's still a pretty binary view of gender. Mm Mm-hmm. but, like, it's hard. I think part of it is that a lot of film and narrative is just dominated by that binary, like, Outlook. view of gender. Mm-hmm. A lot. Of, I mean, a lot of it also just happens to be with, like, romance in some way. So it's sort of, like, yeah. explicitly geared toward, like, man and woman. Like, yeah. I mean, primarily what I would wanted to do with this was, like, invert or subvert uh, traditional, uh, like, stereotypical dynamics between men and women in movies. Yeah. Uh, which is why uh, I came up with this concept like from the start was like I was that's how I wanted to to do it like I wanted to so that, that bothers me a lot is that you don't get to see a lot of these dynamics that like you see them one way around you never get to see them the other way around right exactly yeah. um so like my biggest one that I was looking at was like looking at rom-coms and seeing what would I want to see swapped yeah uh and the one that I settled on is like the one I really the, would most like to see is two weeks notice because with that one you have Hugh Grant as this like uh charming lascivious lascivious implies like gross though He's yeah like it a, does what is the good word? I mean, what is the word for, like, playboy? Yeah, Charming yeah. playboy, like... Yeah, playboys are good. Competent, but, like, kind <laughs> of, like, the impulsive <clears throat> businessman who's, like, very successful, but, like, sort of is, like, a chaos machine who, like, needs someone to wrangle his life under control. Um, and you have, like, Sandra Bullock as this, like, you know, put-upon, uh, or too, like, uptight, orderly secretary that has... To, I don't know if she's a secretary. She's, like, a legal... She's like, she was, like, a legal aide or, like, a lawyer. She is, like, his assistant, but she is, like, a full-on, like, lawyer. So, like, it can't be, just be, like, secretary. It has to right. be something that involves a lot of, like, legal nonsense. Huh. Um, because the reason that she takes the job, because, again, she's also very, like, 
uh, like progressive, like championing all these causes, like activists, things like that, that he is going to like part of her contract is like pro bono work that is going to get done as of like with the money for this massive corporation. Because mm-hmm. her parents also like hate that she's working for like the man, essentially like <laughs> this evil corporation. Um, and I, I, I would have, I just love to see a movie where like this, like, woman is in charge and she's she's the one that's like you know play girl <laughs> there's not a good word for that i mean play girl uh, play girl, play girl. we don't use it all that often yeah. but it is man eater yeah but like you know a woman <laughs> that likes to sleep context. around uh and that is like very successful but also very chaotic mm-hmm. and like also doesn't like just needs someone desperately to like organize their their shit for them uh, and have this this guy be the one that she's pursuing because first of all you sort of don't see that all that often right you don't see women pursuing that often so like anytime you flip a rom com gender that's gonna be uh, something you don't see that often mm-hmm. I think you start to see it more often these days but like it was um, also pretty much a stock thing when it came to screwball comedies a lot of screwball yeah. comedies were just like the woman is the which is why I thought about like, like there are some screwball comedies that I'd like to see flipped mm-hmm. just because you don't get to see guys like that in movies. Yeah. Um, like I'd love to see a female Susan, a uh, male Susan Vance. No, that she, would be yeah, bringing a baby was like is the, was, the one I would want to see. Yeah, sort of thing, just yeah. like what I like. I, I want to see this like chaos male yeah. ditz just like. I mean, because it's, it's fun because like you don't see a guy get to be kind of like screwy and loopy in that yeah, sort of yeah, way, yeah. like a little like I don't know, a little childish but not yeah. like a petulant way. Yeah. Yeah, because they are typically childish in the petrol way in rom-coms. Yeah, no, that in the bad way, yes. Yeah, in the worst way possible. <laughs> yes, in the axe body spray way. <laughs> but yeah, I also I also think it would be fun to have uh, because like so Hugh Grant has like an older brother who's like the sort mm-hmm. of like the, the one that's more in charge or in control of the company. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I thought it'd be fun to turn him into a, a sister, an older sister as well, so that you have these like and I. What I got with that was that it immediately becomes like you just cast the Fleabag sisters to play. <sighs> they just be perfect. Just have them do. Just have them do yeah. things again. And please. while you're at it, get what Andrew Scott to play the That'd secretary. Be Bring them all back. <laughs> yeah. Bring, find a role for Godmother. Find. Yeah. Olivia Coleman. Olivia Coleman. Sorry, I was looking up on her name. I'm trying to think. There probably is. A, there probably is a character. She could probably be one of the parents if you really want her to be. Yeah. Because they have these. She the secretary has these like two parents that are like. Uh, just very like I mean in the, the original movie Cassandra Bullock's character is Jewish they're just like these very stereotypical like Jewish parents who are like going to protest all the time and like mm-hmm. complaining about all this nonsense it's good it's a good movie but anyway <laughs> I was <gonna laughs> sorry. sorry I wasn't sure no, I, wasn't, I wasn't sure what was happening it's good that's really all I got for two weeks okay um, the other We're, thing that I talked about... Were there any others you wanted to throw in? Yeah, well, I, I, the other direction I went in was, um, Notorious, because mm-hmm. I wanted to talk, I wanted to do, like, a thriller, a lot of, like, yeah, I think new and old thrillers, right? Like, new thrillers still kind of tend to have, like, a man and a woman involved. Yeah. Like, The Born Identity. Yeah. Which was, again, albeit the book was written in the 70s, and so they're just, like, taking what was written in the 70s. But, like, a lot of thrillers tend to be, like, they, a man and a woman get roped into some, like, Craziness, crazy... Right. Plot. So you get that simmering romantic tension. Yeah. Uh, and so I thought about Notorious the most because uh, that's the one where Ingrid Bergman is like a honey trap that has to go like seduce or like get near Claude Rains right. to get whatever info she can out of him because he's yeah, like a Nazi. A Nazi yeah. He's like an ex-Nazi hiding out in like Cuba right. or something. It's something in like his wine cellar. It's been a while since I've seen yeah. Notorious. So I just he's like meeting cellar. with a bunch of other ex-Nazis about like, right. you know, their secret plot. And he's got a crazy Nazi mommy. <laughs> yep, a crazy Nazi mom and they, they poison her tea. Yep, crazy Nazi mommy. And I didn't really, I didn't really extract play too far in this but i uh-huh. sort of thought it'd be fun to see like a guy have to do that and maybe mm-hmm. you don't even change the gender of the ma- like maybe it's just a guy who's gay <laughs> right and, like they need a man to be this the base for that 
You know, there's an episode of Archer where he has to honeypot another game. <laughs> <laughs> it just reminds me of that. He's like, he's like on oh, roller skates wearing short shorts. I yeah. love that episode. Yeah. I love that he rolls up and he was like, sorry, I had to go with an, uh, like with some other guy and uh, bury a dead body in the Everglades. And they're like, <laughs> slides! <laughs> oh, it's a great episode. But yeah, I, I thought that would be the most interesting to see. Um because also then you have like a woman in, who's like the handler for right. the spy. I thought that'd be well, not necessarily, but you could. Um, yeah. Again, I was thinking mostly like subverting the dynamics, and then I, I mentioned it off, Mike. I must also throw out that I when I was struggling to do something with like non-binary, the closest I got was I I wanted to talk like what movies where like there are people that look like other people for no reason, mm-hmm. whether where they're not twins, mm-hmm. because that's I feel like usually pretty cheesy, right? Yeah. Like when they're twins that don't know each other. Um, and so the only thing I got with that was Dave, which is where Kevin Klein is like the president, but like there's a guy that looks just like another Kevin Klein that like is just another guy that looks somehow a lot like the president and does like a, specifically an impression of the president. And when the president gets into a coma, they like find this impersonator and they're like, "You need to be the president for a couple of weeks." I thought I, f- I don't remember the political dynamics of Dave that much. I don't remember like what type of president he is, except that like I think that it's generally. Everything you learn about the president is that he kind of was an asshole in some respect. I mean, isn't it kind of like apolitical? Like it is you don't pretty really, apolitical. You don't really get into like what the president actually believes yeah, or does. It's you just really don't. His personal life. But you do get the the sense that he was an asshole. Yeah. Right. Like from like as well as ex, his not ex wife. His yeah. wife like hates him, mm-hmm. and like generally people seem to like be afraid of Kevin. Like Kevin Klein, when he's like generally shocked by how people expect him to act. Mm-hmm. Like they're like, "Ooh, the president's really nice all of a sudden." So you kind of get the general picture that he's like not a great guy. And I thought maybe it would be fun if, like, the president was, like, a, a conservative Republican or something. Right. And the only person they can find to do this impression is, like, some sort of, like, gender-neutral or, like, non-binary, like, person who just happens to be able to do a really good impression of them. And, like, but they're really progressive and liberal. Mm-hmm. And, but, like, they have to, they're, like, they do it and they, they use that opportunity to sort of, like, sneak some policy changes. Right. In. Try to s- s- yeah. steer the ship in the other direction a like little bit. Frank Langella plays like a sort of like malicious secretary yeah. of state. <laughs> in that movie. He's like straight up evil in it, isn't he? He's very. I mean, it's Frank Langella, so it's not hard. It's not a, re- a reach for him to like <laughs> seem sinister, but he does. He does. He does come off as very sinister in that movie. But really, what he's doing is trying to maintain the status quo. You know. Mm-hmm. I mean, really, what they have done is like. I mean, some sort of. It's it's insane. It's an insane premise that like we're gonna get a guy to pretend to be the president for a couple weeks. But if you're going to do that, then, like, I feel like it's not, it's really not that uh, sinister for you to insist that the that this impersonator doesn't, like, try to enact policy changes. Right. <laughs> right? Like, but yeah, that was all I, I was all I had with, like, the, the specific ideas I wanted to explore. I had some, I didn't flesh them out very much, um, but I had some ideas. I, the, the one of the, I had rattled off before we started the episode was uh, a, like a just a, like a gender swapped uh, Indiana Jones, but then Lee pointed out to me that exists as a TV show that well, I will now have to watch. Not specifically an adaptation, but I instantly made it's, I was instantly yeah. reminded of Relic Hunter, which um, I got a little into on some sort of you know basic cable channel when I was a kid. I just think from the from the perspective of allowing a a woman to have another like action lead role would be. Really yeah. exciting. Well, that also, doesn't happen that Tomb often. Raider. If you're doing it, Tomb Raider was so male gazy. I would want this to be not that. The reboot. The oh, the, the more recent one? one. Yeah. Oh, I didn't see the most recent okay. one. I meant the the Angelina Jolie one. I mean, yeah, no, it super is. I'm just saying that's also the closest I can think of to like a movie franchise that has focused on a female Indiana Jones. Yeah. 
Honestly, I decided to do the game because the recent game was also very different. I guess I think the recent movie was probably based off of the recent game. Yeah, it was, I believe. Where it's like Um, more kind of like gritty and real. Yeah, I'm also not saying that like these are good examples of it. I'm just saying. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think it did well at the box office. No, no, it didn't. But what you also get in, um, if you want to do it, which Royal Hunter did do, is if you're doing like a female archaeologist like person that goes off and is a badass, then then if you need like a sort of like plucky weird assistant that is sort of like sidekicky mm-hmm. then you could have like a guy and the girl country had like this like really like cute adorable british like oh i'm a little i'm afraid of everything i'm supposed to be in writing grad papers right now like <laughs> sort of like harry harry assistant there's always room for ben wishaw it's yeah. true always that always, gives that always room for wishaw <laughs> As as everyone's as very I fond of my saying, profile. yeah. Which oh, I feel like, I feel so like if, you get if you're secretly also doing this for Ben Wishaw, yeah. just let him know he's welcome. Yeah. Ben and I Wishaw, feel like we're not. I always got room for you, baby. We're not like shy of those types of male characters, but they're they're so typically relegated to like just bullshit being or like comedy. Yes. Like you're making fun of them. Yeah, for like being so they don't secure. get to do anything. Yeah, right. And it is true that in Real Hunter, like he he is like relatively on par with her, but he still is playing into that like slight bit of comic snake. relief. Not yeah. a real guy. Yeah. A little bit of bumbling. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's a yeah um, super beta, like you said. The others I was kind of thinking about. Well, there's really only one other one I kind of put early any thought into, but it would be to gender flip. Um, actually, I'm sorry, it's two. I... Oh, boy. <laughs> it was it was pointed out to me recently that uh, the movie Hustlers essentially follows the same plot beats as Goodfellas, but it is essentially a gender-flipped Goodfellas. You change the trade, obviously, and it is shorter, but they it hits a lot of the same kind of rise and fall beats. Wait, sorry, that, what movie? Hustlers. Hustlers, you know. Oh, oh, the J-Lo. The one where J-Lo got snubbed. Okay, yeah, no, I I haven't seen that yet, but yeah. It is quite good. No, I've heard it is. I mean to. So much better than I was expecting it to be. Um, But I would legitimately like to do, like, a gender-swapped Goodfellas. That would be extremely interesting, particularly from a V.I. Wasowski perspective. A bunch of girls. Just doing the guy stuff. Doing the guy stuff. (laughs) Because... That movie really is guys doing guys stuff and also being like dicks to their women. So I would love, I, just honestly, Wasn't as an exercise. Also, I would, like Hell's Kitchen, wasn't that the name of the movie? The Kitchen. Was it called The Kitchen? The Kitchen, oh, yeah. God, Christ, I get it. It's The Kitchen. That was also supposed to be like... place is The Kitchen. Ah. I think that was supposed to also be not great. No, it was supposed to be terrible. But I'm just <laughs> saying like, as as like as a, you know, theory. Which is a bummer because between the cast and the concept, I was really interested. Yeah. Um, the other one I was thinking was, um, I would want to do... All queer and gender non-conforming. Not everyone has to be gender non-conforming. I'm saying it would need to be like an. I would like to do an all queer take on uh, four weddings and a funeral, because that could be particularly timely now that actual mm-hmm. like non-heterosexual marriages yeah. could can occur. And I also think there is something to the idea of tracking a group of close knit friends within this kind of queer community who are experiencing these different facets and places in their relationships and. I think the dynamic between names are going to escape me, but the Hugh Grant character and the Kristen Scott Thomas character in the original movie, it's sort of a like, it's unrequited from uh, Kristen Scott Thomas's perspective. I think that adds on another layer when it becomes like kind of like a queer friendship situation, because that is very common Mm -hmm. for a lot of queer people who become friends for that to occasionally or permanently sometimes to just drift over into romance or sex. Yeah. And I think that's something you could mine for some really, really interesting cinema. Yeah, that's good. Does that happen happen more or less often than like with people that you're not? 
Normally, uh, I, I think so. This is my th- well. I, I've had a lot of thoughts about like you. just how this works for. I mean, speaking from my own perspective for gay men, yeah. Where it's just sort of like I think it comes. It's it's stemming from the fact that you are raised in a mostly heteronormative society, regardless of like wh- however accepting your parents and friends are. Mm-hmm. That's still just the world you live in. So you've got that. There is a decent chance you might not know any gay people growing up for a long chunk of time. So you're going to sort of project these feelings onto any men you're close mm-hmm. with in general. So, like, if you have friends who are straight, you're probably developing some sort of crush on them just because you have nowhere else to, like, express these emotions or mm-hmm. project these feelings onto. And then when you do come out and right. you do start making gay friends, a lot of times that habit is already coded into you. Yeah. And then you make this gay friend. And there's a lot of other factors, too. Yeah. I mean, like, some people will suggest that... Uh, Gay men in general, like, are... More promiscuous? Well, I I think that's more of the stereotype, but I was just going to say, like, there is more... There is, like, that societal expectation that it's going to happen, and so I feel like that also kind of massages things in that direction. But also, at the end of the day, a lot of gay people just don't have many other gay friends who are like them. And a lot of times when you have this really good friendship connection with them, but you're also feeling kind of starved for that romantic thing, those things can start to conflate. Yeah, no, that's true. I agree. Yeah, I'm not. I don't. I'm not doubting it necessarily because I don't have much of experience. I just feel like it's likely, just as likely to happen with like a woman and a gay man, uh, or a gay man, uh, maybe, or I guess. like a, a gay woman and a. I mean, and a I, like it's certainly it's, it's something woman. that we mine for you know plot points in movies all the yeah. time. Like regardless, like the guy is in love with his his lady friend who doesn't know she, he exists sexually. Like you know, but yeah. I, I do think it is something that sort of has an. The, the gay community has an interesting perspective on that sort of thing. Yeah, I just want to maybe it's maybe it's my perspective is that I I just sort of don't associate romance with sex at all. I mean that could be it. That could be it. Well, and it's not always romance too. Yeah. It's, um, that's why I think like the four weddings model is a really interesting way to approach with this kind of thing because there are many queer friendships or friend groups where. It is not a big deal for you to have slept with one of your friends right. or to continue yeah. Yeah, to do yeah. so. Yeah, and sometimes it's just like a way for you to like, you know, exercise your sexual aggression without like any sort of emotional connection between the two of you. It's yeah. just like you do it. It's or fine. there's some, you know, like uh, galaxy-brained people who are like, we're friends who have sex and it yeah. does not become emotionally connected in that yeah. way. Yeah. Um, I am not one of those people. I would yeah, find same. that incredibly difficult to do. Yeah. Um, but it's, I think that's a really... I think that's an interesting way that you could use a gender swap to really bring out some new dimensions in a story. Yeah. No, I like that, actually. That hadn't occurred to me. I was trying to think of a good, like, rom-com type movie to do, and I guess I don't always consider that a rom-com, although... Put some aces in there. Put an ace. Oh, yeah, no, exactly. You're looking at an ace. (laughs) Looking at an ace. What was that from? Shock treatment. Look at oh, that that's goddamn ace. You're looking at a goddamn ace. Uh, I believe that was your nickname. Yeah, that was your nickname. <laughs> I really wanted to bite that god. Goddamn ace. Oh, so fun. Um, such fun. Such, such fun. fun. What fun we have. <laughs> I wanted to throw a couple things out at you guys just real quick before I kind of go into mine. Um, I was trying to think of, I was looking through the movies that we had done previously and trying oh. to think of which one of those yeah. would lend itself to some sort of a gender swap Good idea. And I hit on two that are probably kind of obvious. The, the dude from Monday. Yes. <laughs> the boy from Monday. <laughs> um, oh my guy. God. No, for some reason I didn't think about that at all. Uh, just like, I just, just, just imagine it. Because I have to try and remember that movie. Honestly, I feel like it would almost be like 
Earth Girls are easy, right? Because it would just be like a dumb sex idiot. I guess, but they're like so horny and Earth Girls are easy. I guess it's I, a dystopian Earth yeah. Girls are easy, well, really. They're, they're, they're horny and... The, the no, that's true, but like not like not like, like a dumb it's a weird 80s... Corporate it's a weird, you know, yeah. economy. Yeah, they're, fucking they're, creature They live in a power. horny economy. Yeah, as we all do, <laughs> in our own way. Uh, but the, excuse me, but the two I had hit on just as a basic idea were one Kate and Leopold with the gender swapped that in the end so I'm thinking it would be the woman who goes forward in time yeah. obviously yes. to meet and the she's guy like, fuck this right <laughs> no, obviously the end would not I have never gone back the end would not her be, be like mm, but I gotta go back to when I couldn't vote or own land or have yeah. rights or when I couldn't probably really like choose what I was gonna wear right. that day yeah or who <laughs> I was gonna be with but mm, that's where all my stuff is but uh so there is that which I think would probably make it a slightly more interesting movie for me just go bring a couple like uh antiques yeah right right bring some old shit bring your your, <laughs> right, your valuable shit. shit yeah bring, bring man this this tw- like 18th century vase. it's a great shape it's an amazing condition yeah <laughs> Oh my god, do you like make a mint? She becomes independently wealthy. Yeah. She enjoys power like she's never experienced before. And the other one, honestly, uh, to be honest, the Beautician and the Beast. <laughs> I'm just thinking Are about you it. like female Did you dictator. say that there's like a female dictator? Or I'm saying or a queen. Yeah, I'm saying it's or like queen. this this imperious yeah. female ruler of okay. some sort. And you have like this very sort of nerdy, awkward, passionate educator guy. They're like into it. Yeah. But okay. I'm also into so it. you're not doing like a beautician. No, I don't think he's a mutation in this. He's so, a real still. Yeah, we'd have to find. A, <laughs> we're still gonna fix the. Have movie. to find a new punny name. Yes. We're still fixing. There's the, still a the lot you'd have to get right. No, there's so much crap. But the problem that I was, I kept trying to think of something. I was thinking about like the movies that that is ripping off, like yeah, Sound yeah. of Music and The King and I. And I was like, well, could you do a gender swap King and I, like ignoring the baggage Oof. and the time period? Do you know what I? Sorry, what? I just thought of is like what, it, like because that because that the, a lot of that the King and I stuff and uh-huh. the, is the idea that like there's this like prince slash ruler slash king who's like sweeping someone off their feet like mm-hmm. that you never see you'd I would love to see a woman just like completely sweep like, a guy off their feet yeah. and yeah. like woo him like yeah like yeah. make a guy like just utterly swoon that would be really cool actually yeah, no it would be honestly yeah. i would love that i'd love yeah. to see a guy who's just like well just like this woman is just like this super badass or like regal yeah and he's just like oh <laughs> i mean that's kind of why i feel like it works with the attention and the beast because you have like this guy being like he's just sort of like completely fish out of water yeah. and she's like this very strong powerful woman and like so you you kind of get maybe a little bit more i think the gender imbalance is corrected just a little bit in this version because mm-hmm. you don't have like this you know very aggressive man calling all the shots all the yeah, time right. so it's it puts them i think a little bit more on slightly more equal footing i mean at the end of the day one is still the ruler of a small country but um i think it makes it a little bit less awkward to watch Ooh, quick on the spot what's the made-up name of this country i mean it's still what, what the fuck was it Slet latvia whatever yeah uh pretzelvania i don't know it's I gotta a, be pretzelvania brief interlude before we go yeah, forward yeah. there was a uh one of the sort of like failed procedurals that i got really into um that i liked for the dynamic was 11th hour and it was rufus sewell and I oh don't know who, sounds familiar but it was like he was like a sort of science man expert that like came in at the 11th hour of a crisis and mm. like sort of science his way out of it but he he had like a a very like He's a big dude. Yeah, he is. But he had this, like, smaller woman who was, like, his bodyguard. Mm-hmm. And she was, like, an utter badass. And I, I, I would love to see more of that dynamic in, in fiction in general. Mm-hmm. Just, like, a, a, a nerdy guy that just needs to be supported by, like, 
muscle. But, but be like, however, from a woman, like whether she's like small and just somehow badass, like karate expert yeah. badass, or just like a massive muscular like woman. Don't care how it goes visually. I feel like I just you, like the idea of it. Inspiration wise, you could kind of look uh, to Rinko Kakuchi's character from Brothers Bloom. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where yeah, she is... True. Well, she's like she's, an explosive yeah, expert. Yeah. But she's also like very slight and waif-like, yeah. and I don't think at first blush you think she's the muscle. Yeah. Uh, well, the other thing I was... This was just more of a question. Like, hey, what, what do you think? Do you think this would work? Uh, pretty Woman? It could work, but American Jigolo already exists. Is that a rom-com? It's not a rom-com, but... Okay. I don't know much about... Um, follows more or less the I don't really know American Jigolo. prostitution, I'll be yeah. honest with you. No, I, I know. I mean, they're still used to have the very unsettling fact that it's about like a prostitute yeah. who like a rich person buys because also like i don't yeah i mean i guess i don't know like there's different layers and levels of process also it's very different these days yeah you know? well and just, also like, that website back page or something oh right who got shut down recently i'm Did pretty they? sure um, there goes my remake <laughs> but like well you could you could you know have a just whatever like back page stand in no, have i gotta be i gotta be true to me this is like maybe an assumption i'm making about yeah. male and female prostitution but i would imagine it's easier to find female prostitutes i'm sure it is because men are very horny and are like the are do you get the same sort of like because she's like a she's like on the streets she's yeah. not like you know you don't so call here, her I, I, I think, by the way i think that movie is kind of fucked up no I'm, everyone thinks that movie's kind of fucked up chris come on i just i don't put enjoy the, put it. your lukewarm takes in your pocket okay i <laughs> where they belong yeah um, i'll have to warm them up yeah <laughs> with my body why don't you sit on your takes for a while chris <laughs> Put that take back at the oven. <laughs> it's too cold. Uh, okay. You gotta sit on that egg a little longer, I mean, buddy. What I was going to say, this is like a whole other style of Gus Van Sant sort of movie, and I was thinking like something like My Own Private Idaho, where like there are male prostitutes, but they're ex- like almost exclusively for gay men. Yeah, yeah. Like there are a few examples where there are women, there are like wealthy women who will yeah. purchase these men. That's yeah. also a thing, though, because I no, th- I mean, like I'm not. Yeah, no, I'm not saying it's not well, a thing. When, I'm just saying. when she mentioned Backpage, I, I was raking my my brain for any like service I could think of that was male-focused, and I'm pretty sure it's just Rent Boy. I, and that's I, only gay. I, yeah, I, I also, like, I have never looked at these things, so, like, there could be something there, and I'm just not aware of it. I wouldn't know. It was more just sort of, like, I was trying to think if that would work, and there's a reason why I didn't come up with a whole lot for it, but yeah. beyond, like, a what if... Have you ever seen... Uh, well, it's not... You wouldn't have... It just came out at, like... It's been it's going around film festivals, and oh, that's why no, I found I out about it. it. But it's called, like, Zoya and I, or Zoya, or something like that, but mm. it's... It's a movie that was at film festival yes. that I read about, and it's based off of a Twitter story. A, a Twitter thread about um, a a stripper who kind of gets snowed into this like completely insane illegal like, series of schemes that happens yeah. over a long weekend. No, and it that. was a huge smash viral hit on Twitter, it's and like, then it got optioned for a script because the story is truly really compelling and and very entertaining. So yeah, yeah. it's been getting like rave reviews. It's, yeah, it's this like uh, woman who was like a Hooters a waitress, mm-hmm. and she posted a picture of like her. She's black, and she's just like mm-hmm. her and this white girl, and she's like, "Let me tell you how the, me and this white bitch." Oh, uh, oh, okay, I do know. Yeah, this. and I've, like I've how like okay. she's like, oh, she's a dancer, and then they like, she's like, "Oh, let's go dancing sometime," and then the next day, this woman is like, "Let's go to Miami for the long weekend." I've never seen this woman before. She's like, "Okay," and they like, there's like a she was with her boyfriend that night, and then they get there, and there's this like large black man who's not her boyfriend, who's and also her boyfriend. Like, well, this is my roommate. <laughs> nope, that's her pimp. And like they go dancing, and then it turns into like a drug oh, deal like, in there too. And... No, no, I don't think there's like drugs. It's just that like she they go dancing and then afterwards like the guy 
the the not pimp is mm-hmm. like, how much money did you make? And the white girl says like nothing. And then the other one's like, yeah, I'm not saying I made like nothing. I didn't make anything. <laughs> and then they're like, all right, I got you some clients. And she's like, what the fuck is happening? And the, like the guy tries to get her to do mm-hmm. to do like to do tricks. And she's like, um, no, I like do logistics, but I'm not gonna like. <laughs> Right. This is not what I do. Because she runs the back page. Yeah, and then she, yeah, she, 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 like, in the way that she tells it, like, the woman's not, she's not charging enough, and so she's like, I'm gonna make you a page, and, like, we're gonna, like, get you more money or whatever. <laughs> and then at some point, like, someone tries to, like, fucking kidnap, like, another pimp tries to, like, human traffic her. Mm-hmm. And they have to, like, the, her real, her other pimp, like, shows up with a gun and has to, like, get her out. It was, it's nuts. It's and, like, some of story. it is definitely true, some of it is maybe false and exaggeration, but, like, there wasn't really this guy, and he did actually eventually get arrested. Um, because he was he did it to two other women. Where you like, it's it's some parts of it are like true to how women fall into this business. Mm-hmm. Well, that's not the gender swapped delightful. <laughs> pretty woman no, it's wanted, certainly but... not. But I do think it's supposed to be. But I, I do think I, that... I do hear it is supposed to be like comedic at certain points. It is like it is darkly comic. I'm sure it sounds like rid- like ridiculous. Yeah. Um. So the other, I'll kind of go through them quick, like, a couple things here. So the one I had was Spider-Man Homecoming, where you have the character of MJ. Now, the character of MJ is weird to me, because it's like she's Mary Jane, but she's not Mary Jane. Because they say in the first movie, her name is Michelle, and then at the end she's like, oh, everyone calls me MJ. And so it's kind of like, oh, she's kind of Mary Jane from the comics, but she's not. And part of me thinks they were hedging their bets because she's played by Zendaya, who right. is black. And so they didn't want people to, like, flip mm-hmm. their shit. Like, oh, Mary Jane's not black. She has red hair. There are people yelling about uh, Idris Elba being in Thor. Heimdall, yeah. So I think that might have, like, it's weird to me that they're kind of hedging their bets by, like, she's Mary Jane, or she's MJ, but she's not Mary Jane, but she's playing sort of the same role, but she's not the same person. So I was just thinking, like, let's go all out and give me the bi Spider-Man I've always wanted, mm-hmm. where it's, you know, it's, it's a Oh, it's Michael I'm Jackson. Just, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or um, um, wasn't there that thing where like one Spider-Man ago when it was Andrew Garfield and he was like, I don't know, why can't MJ be played by Michael B. Jordan? I don't really remember that part, but um, sure, why not? Why, why can't Andrew Garfield kiss Tom Holland? That'd be um, nice. Well, <laughs> two two scrawny little Brits just. I'd watch it. Uh, the other thing I had was the Warriors, and the Warriors is already a fucking sausage fest to begin with, but what I was just thinking, and so you're always kind of reluctant when you have a movie that's so, like, almost everyone's a man to be like, I want to take the one female character and make her into a man also. But the thought being that, I mean, I realize that the Warriors is kind of sort of abstract and surreal and not really grounded in any sense of actual reality, but I kind of like the idea that it is still a little bit touching on the idea of what masculinity is to these guys because mm-hmm. there is that element running through it where you, you have like a coded gay character in the movie Rembrandt who is like he's the artistic and sensitive one he's not, not like they never obviously say that he's gay but there are like little things to like when they're with a female gang he really doesn't seem to be into it and it could also just be read as like oh he's suspicious but it also could be read as the fact mm-hmm. that like this quiet sensitive guy is you know secretly gay and they're not aware of that fact yet so uh, the character of Mercy who is like the one lone woman really in this script I kind of want to make into a guy instead to just focus the entire thing a little bit more on the idea of what masculinity is to these Mm -hmm. gangs so you still have the same sort of story arc with swan and mercy kind of sort of i don't want to say like they fall in love throughout the movie because they don't really it's just sort of like they come to know each other kind (laughs) of and like there is like right there's hints of a romance there but it's not like and now we kiss at the end because we're in love now but it's just sort of like i kind of like the idea that it's like the start of something between Mm -hmm. them so 
There's that. Uh, two, I had thought I listed them the same because they're very similar in many ways, but uh, one we talked about earlier, Victor Victoria and Tother Tootsie. So I kind of... Tootsie, uh, it's, it's a movie that I like a lot, even though a lot of the politics are severely dated at this point. Um, I, there, there is like a especially basic, Terry Gar's character. Well, not even I'm, no, not even that. I mean, there is that, but even just like D- Dustin Hoffman's character as like this man who at no point like thinks he's doing a bad thing and pretending right. to be a woman. Where it's just like like I can't get apart any other way, so I have to be a woman. And at no point is he like, is it wrong that I'm taking rules from other women? So like, I, I think the musical version tried to address some of that to like make it a little bit more safe for contemporary audiences. But I kind of like the idea of a female actor who's been told she's difficult and she's too right. difficult to get a job so like what if she dresses as a man and like this and man and changes nothing else about what she's doing right and so like but like everyone is okay with this man being so difficult and so I think you kind of keep the same um, man ha- I mean that's not been done with that but that has to have been done before I would think so but I could not think of a specific example I think there it's are... a timely thing though because we are in we are in a point where we like lionize the difficult male genius and I would love to see a gender swap on that yeah and so I kind of like the idea also so there is the element of romance in Tootsie with, um, I, I can't remember the character's name for the life of me. Um, oh my God. Jessica Lange's character. Anyway. Yeah. Where, uh, where she has this close connection with uh, Dorothy and she doesn't realize, like, it's partly because, like, she's kind of falling in love with her and doesn't realize that it's actually a man. And so she starts sort of a little bit, like, questioning her sexuality just a little bit, which is something that the musical also kind of delves into a little bit more. And so I kind of like the idea that it's a woman who thinks she's falling in love with a man and then like has to sort of maybe reckon with the fact a little bit that she's kind of connecting Mm -hmm. with like, I think she also would probably have to find out that it's secretly a woman a little bit earlier on than she does in the movie, because in the movie it's kind of like very, very like act three sort of thing to be, pulled out but I think you would probably want to reckon with that a little bit more if that's something that you're going to go into and Victor Victoria it's obviously just kind of like it's a man pretending to be a woman for whatever reason so you have like I think everyone else's gender for the most part stays the same where you have like do you add the same layer though where it's a man pretending to be a woman pretending to be a man yeah so I think you you have like Robert Preston's character right who's like he's taking around like this man pretending to be who's like ostensibly a woman right and so he's like kind of like pretending that she's like his 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 like fag hack right uh-huh. and so you also have her relationship with the um the gangster character whose name i'm completely liking on where it's it's a little bit the movie kind of tries to sort of deal with this and then like it like dips its foot into the pool and then it's like it's too cold and runs away really quickly because there's the scene where like it's james garner where james yeah. Yeah, and he says he doesn't care. Well, right, but the thing is, he says that after there's been a scene where he snuck into her bathroom and watched her undress from a closet. So, like, it's all well and good to say that, but, like, you know, right? Like, so it, it would be a little bit more ballsy if he had said that without that scene prior to it, which is why I say that the movie kind of wants to deal with it, but then is immediately like, ooh, we can't really deal with it. It's 1981. We can't go this far. Yeah. So I think it would be a little bit more interesting if you do sort of have him okay with this relationship mm-hmm. because he thinks that it is actually a woman like he he believes to be a woman because everyone is supposed to think it's a woman and then it's like sort of reckons throughout the movie like oh god like this this is actually a man this was a man the whole time and like how does that like affect who i am which uh, i think probably uh you could do that a little bit easier than you could with tootsie perhaps because uh, there is sort of the elements of masculinity at play there so sorry yeah go, no, go ahead. that's about... all i have for that all right um there's a taiwanese drama called bromance Okay. That I really love. It's really you cheesy. You told me all about this um, one. It sounds great. So, 
it it cheats a little in the same way that this that Victor Victoria does, but not yeah. as much and not as uh, as extreme. But like, so romance is uh, a woman who's been her pretending to be a man for her whole life, essentially. And there's something about that she has to pretend to be a she has to live as a man until she's 26, and then like the luck stuff will fade out or something. Okay. And so she she's just like fine with it. She's like a super badass like. Like, she does, I don't know what type of karate, but she's, like, really good at martial arts. She's, like, a badass. And in the beginning, she, like, stumbles into this, like, uh, the, she meets this triad gang leader who's, like, this hot, young, like, triad gang leader. Except, like, the triads are really nice in this show. Natch. And, like, are just super honorable. They don't do any shady stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's, like, being attacked by, like, a rival gang or something. And he, she, she goes to, like, help him out. And he's like, oh, you're so, like, thanks for helping me out. And then they, they, like, instantly become friends and, like, because they, because, you know, she was, like, so useful, they become, like, blood brothers in episode one and, mm-hmm. like, basically gets, like, rapidly initiated into, like, this sort of, like, family relationship. Um, and, like, because he, like, I essentially, like, owes her. She, he owes her, like, her life or whatever. Right, like, like Chewbacca. Like, like Chewbacca. Yeah. yeah. Got it. And so, like, she sort of enters under this, like, triad gang leader's, like, wings and... They do have, like, there is, like, a, a tension that develops over the course of, like, the first seven or so episodes. And there are actually, like, scenes where uh, he's, like, this is weird. I definitely I definitely want to kiss this guy. And he, like, talks to... And I looked this up because, like, I guess they're, like, way more chill in Taiwan because a lot of the conversations and, like, the, the scenes where he was, like... He wasn't, like, repulsed by it. He was, like, really confused. Mm-hmm. And there are, like, scenes where he's, like, talking to his guy friend and, like, it's weird. Like, I really want to kiss this guy. And his friend is, like, well, you know, like, that's whatever man like we'll still be your friend like why would you would you be afraid of that and that's cool they had that conversation before though yeah to have and this guy like like sorting that out for himself yeah. and realizing like well maybe i'm just like i'm attracted to this person yeah and so like that and then it plays out and eventually like he does say like yeah i want to date you and then in the like final episode of the show where they're like i don't know about to get married or something, he's like, by the way, I've known since, like, episode 14 or something. <laughs> it's, like, backwards reveal that, like, he figured it out at some early point. However, it doesn't go back to, like, when he's fine with it. Like, he becomes fine with being attracted to her mm-hmm. before he finds out. But it, it does, it did feel like a weird step to be like, but I've known for, I've known before I, like, kissed you that you actually were a woman. But, like, it, it's... It's almost like... It's a weird, unnecessary... Well, it's a step back, right? Because it's almost like they're trying to disclaim it, like... I don't know if they're. Tra- I don't know how much they're trying to just claim. It just feels like a unnecessary step because they do the whole arc of him reconciling himself with this relationship and entering into it, and then it's sort of like a J.K. Rowling's tweet at the end that's like, "By the way, he knew." Like, <laughs> it's just like a really bizarre oh, man step. It does make it, it. It takes away some of the power of the arc. Right. But I don't. It doesn't necessarily feel like a deliberate attempt to backstep because if they. If they wanted to, they should have reset it to the point before he talks about wanting to kiss her. Right. But they don't. They just do it before he actually, like, starts a relationship with her. So, and I had one last one. Um, because I was trying to think of an action movie that I thought would lend itself well to something like this. Because mm-hmm. a lot of action movies, obviously, we all know this, tend to be very sort of testosterone-y, masculine, very stinky and sweaty. But and what about Domino? What about Domino? What about Fury Excellent Road? point. Well, you're still a man. Um, it is Mad Max Fury Road, not Furiosa Fury Road. I mean, it might as well be. She was she was the stealth. Protagonist. But it's not. 
I mean, every Mad Max is never like the protagonist in his movies. It's He's true. always like the guy who wanders in and does shit. Different conversation. So the one that I had hit upon as being something that I think would work and lend itself well to a theme that's kind of brought up in the movie, but not really dealt with a whole lot, is The Rock, where Nick Cage's character would be a woman. And the reason why this is, is because it has been a while since I've seen The Rock, so it's possible I'm missing some of the salient details of this. But the thing I distinctly remember about The Rock is there is... Uh, so Sean Connery's character obviously was escaped from Alcatraz, was in prison. They're using him to sneak back into Alcatraz. There is a point where he escapes from a hotel where they're keeping him, and he meets up with his daughter. And the daughter's basically like, I don't want fucking anything. To it's fucking Claire Forlani from Meet Joe Black, <laughs> boring up the screen yet again. <laughs> where she, where he's like, like, oh, hello, daughter. Like, it's, it's so good to see you again. And she's like, fuck you. I don't want anything to do with you. Like, you escaped from prison. Like, this is complete bullshit. And then Nick Cage, like, walks up next to him because he tracked him down. He's like, oh, actually, your dad's helping us like he's helping the FBI it turns out he's a cool guy and he's yeah. like he's good now and so she's like oh okay this is nice I'm glad you're doing well dad and I don't think that she comes into the movie again probably because test audience is kind of falling asleep when she was on screen <laughs> but um I was thinking that there is potentially sort of an interesting idea with the Nick Cage character becoming like a surrogate daughter to this guy where um it's kind of like he has this daughter who he's trying to connect with who just wants nothing to do with him whatsoever oh. and the idea that maybe like he he's so opposed to working with like the FBI and he's so opposed to helping the government out and the thing that sort of makes him reconsider it is the fact that this female FBI agent seems to be open to working with him and in some ways like he's right yeah. yeah he reminds him of his daughter reminds him of him probably a little bit in some ways as well and so I think that would kind of strengthen a thread that's kind of tossed off mm -hmm. in The Rock and not really dealt with in any meaningful way and also because the women in Michael Bay movies tend to just be like broads in swimsuits who well, don't really do a whole lot that also adds more weight to the relationship yeah. between the Nick Cage character and Sean Connery yeah. yeah so I think that would be that was like just one that sort of popped into my head as a way to sort of improve the dynamics of an action movie and not just be like but what if woman um and that's pretty much all I had. I've got three joke ones here at the ends to close it out with. Uh, what if there was a version of Ghostbusters with four women? Uh, <laughs> what if we did a version it of... It would have been amazing. What if we did a version of His Girl Friday where one of them was a man? Uh, well, I was thinking about that a little bit. I was thinking about His Girl Friday. Yeah. And how, like, it does it does look, it does does make the... It's a different shade on the movie, right? But, mm. like, it's not like it becomes romantic. There's still, like... It's still about two people married to their jobs. Oh, yeah. No, no, it is. It is. And it's like, I mean, I think that it it's evident from watching it yeah. that it was originally written as two men because, like, it's not really romantic in any way. It's literally just that, like, it's a woman. Yeah. And it, it still is, like, it almost actually, it reminds me of the 20th century because it's, like, uh, it, it almost, making that one a woman as opposed to making Cary Grant a woman, making Russell mm -hmm. and Russell a woman, does make it seem, like, I don't know, a little worse just because, like, it seems like not like a abusive but like a controlling relationship no that's because true because he's very manipulative he is and he's like trying to like reel her back into this like <sighs> this life cycle yeah. she's trying to escape yeah, yeah, from yeah no that's true and i mean there's i love his girl friday there's a lot of problems with that yeah. movie when you watch it through a modern day lens uh context is everything i'd like it if like i'd be interested to see if it was carrie grant gender swap the other way yeah. yeah and and like yeah yeah and uh, the last one is, uh, what if we gender swapped Kiana Scotsy? Thank you very much, ladies and gentlemen. Have a good night. Uh, what? What? What movie? Kiana Scotsy. It's a film school joke. Chris. Never mind. Lee. Oh. Lee gets it. <laughs> Lee gets it, and no one else does. That's it. Great. That's all I care about. All right, guys, we did it. <laughs> all right, that's all I care about. All right, thank you guys for listening to us as we have our delightful gender swap discussions. I hope you've seen Kiana Scotsy. If not, go out and watch it. Why not? <laughs> You'll love it. What a nice rhyme. Yeah.
Why not Scotsy? Why not Scotsy? Yeah, uh, so we'll be back in two weeks with a full episode of Why Do We Watch This, where we watch V.I. Warshawski enjoy some smoky alcohol. Thank you all for listening. Bye! Bye.